throughout our life, we make all kinds of connections. From our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourself? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with host Gord Riddell. It's time to listen and learn. Hello and uh, welcome to Things Worth Considering. I'm your host, Gord Riddell. And I am joined by my co-host, Alexia Georgiousis, and uh, she's a doctor of naturopathic medicine. She's kind of I a am. smart lady. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> um, well, I think it's, you know, I think naturopathic medicine is like really important right now. I Not agree. Not it wasn't before, but, <laughs> right. uh, you know, I think that uh, there's a lot of, a lot of people are going to be very chronic after this. <laughs> Well, I don't, you know, that maybe not, uh, not such a bad thing on some level, but it is, it is absolutely um, destabilizing in terms of, you know, everything that's coming up for people in this, uh, what are we at? Eight weeks? I can't, I, I'm not Actually, we're, we're at 10 weeks. 10 weeks. 10 weeks. Yeah. So starting like starting this week. So tomorrow they're going to like try opening some things up, um, some, some, you know, like curbside, uh, curbside stores, uh, retail, and things like that. As long as it's not in shopping malls, and there's just so many conditions around around it. But people are just jumping up and down, like you know, it's all back to normal already. And it's like, so far, you know, from from the truth, it isn't even funny. They haven't even talked about schools yet. They haven't even made an announcement. And I think they're putting that off as far as they they can uh, because. Uh, Technically, we're still under a state of emergency until um, uh, 2nd of June, I think, they went to okay. from the last legislature. And um, so that's the 2nd of June. That's still two more weeks away. But, you know, who's going to open a school for, for the next, what, three or four weeks, you know? But they don't want <laughs> to hang out and take the flack that's going to happen. Um, but every, everywhere else that, that I'm hearing is one, they're not looking at reopening anything until September. And most of the universities and colleges are now making announcements that they're planning on being online with as much as they possibly can, which is like, wow. You know. it's, it's very interesting. There's been such a massive wave that has pushed everybody into more online platforms. And yes. I think that this sort of shockwave is still continuing. And it's also, you know, first of all, the shock itself and then having to sort of get used to or calibrate as much as possible to this, you know, strange way of being and then being inundated with overload of information, overload of fear, you know, mm-hmm. overload of panic and reactivity. Overload of food. Overload of food, over a sense of, of television, uh, yeah, yeah, everything, and and I think now a lot of people have settled to some extent into feeling a little bit more comfortable, and then it's changing again. Yeah, and and I think that you know going back to what you were saying earlier around the schools, and it's like, yeah, this is this is challenging for a lot of children. I think on some level, and mm. for parents too. But, but oh, really, I think very much so for the parents. Oh yeah. You know, and because not uh, they probably are, but a lot of parents aren't as tech savvy as you know. It's like if you want to know something about a computer, ask the eight year old. You right. know, <laughs> kind of thing makes us look really bad. But um, yeah, I think the parents are definitely in problems. Yeah, and and the thing is, I think too is parents who are first of all single parents or parents who are working from home already, and then they have young children that they are responsible for keeping track of what these children are learning or having their school session and then the entertainment part. But I do feel that a lot of people that I've noticed are actually realizing that, you know what, I'm going to choose my child over my work if my child needs time, because this is what really matters to me. And I feel that that's a really great silver lining of, of this experience. I think there are many which really keep reinforcing that this is a wake up for all of us to pay attention to what do we really value? And well, I, I think that's true. I, and I think that there would be a counter argument to the children part of it. And that is keeping track of my spouses in the next room working. Right. 
who yeah. normally I have space from for eight to yes. ten hours a day. Yes. You know, um, the cartoon that I saw of the, the, the dog and the cat sitting there looking at each other going, don't they have some place to go? <laughs> yeah, I just think that is so funny, you know, because they want to get on with their day and they can't yeah. Uh, yeah. because we're all still here at home. Um, it's, a, it's a very cute one. So, you know, given that, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If I said to you, how are you holding up during this pandemic? From that question, what might you answer? Well. You don't have to be honest just because we're on the air. with No, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I will be honest because, honestly, I, I have said to multiple people that, you know, it's almost, it used to be an hour a day at a time. And then I go to, it's one breath at a time because I find that there's such a different feeling of emotion every so often and understanding that, you know, I'm fortunate that I, I'm able to work with tools and it doesn't always work. You know, I, I feel different feelings, but from a general sense, I can be like, well, am I okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Because I have to remind myself it's a moment in this moment. I'm okay. It's a long moment. Yeah. Pardon me. <laughs> it's a long moment. <laughs> it's a long moment. Ten weeks is a long moment, but it's a long but, one. But, yeah. You know, in terms of we're so we're, we're so caught up with being able to say, you know, this how was the experience? And I think it's it's very deeply layered. It is so layered. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. I, I think I, I think that a lot of people have very pat answers, as we always have. Hey, how are you doing? Fine. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. Well, no, like, I mean, how are you really? Like, how are you doing with all of this? I'm fine. Things are going well, you know? Really, tell me, tell me, tell me about well, you know? Yeah. And so I'm noticing that as I'm, I'm beginning to, to sort of just get a sense of that is there's a lot of repressed feelings. Yes. I think there's a lot of people that are, quote, unquote, fine, uh, who are not fine at all. I, you know? I agree 100%. And I think that's the danger of saying fine. Because well, fine, fine is, yeah. It's, you, know? Uh, you know that F word? <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll do it, not say on air, even though I probably can, but it stands up for the F word, insecure, neurotic, emotional mess. Oh, uh, oh I haven't heard that one. As, I've, as heard, an I've, heard, I've heard the F word, F word inside and nice exterior. Oh, okay. I haven't heard that one. I yeah, so we must go so, to the different rehab centers. That's um, <laughs> <laughs> where all mine comes from. Um, um, so, yeah, this repression of feelings, I'm really noticing um, that, you know, even if people are, are bothered or, or they're upset, that no one's, no one's talking about it. And, and, you know, we did that show called uh, We Don't Need Another Stigma. And I think that this is, this is the birth of the stigma is thou shalt not feel. Mm. How Victorian is that? Oh, it's um, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. Uh, thou shalt not feel. You know, yeah. it's like well, if you're seeing feeling, you're what weak. You're not stable. Uh, um, you, uh, you, yeah, you just don't have it together. You know, everyone else is doing all right. What's your problem? Well, and and that you bring up a really good point because I do believe that the generations that are, you know, in their 20s and 30s and some in their 40s are able to really, you know, be angry and be more expressive. But I do think that, to your point, there is this sense of pressure of having to uphold a particular persona or, you know, view of, oh, well, it isn't so bad. And, you know, sure, people that have gone through, like my parents' generation, who have lived through World War II, you know, as children, and and having different things to compare it to. For a lot of people, this is completely, you know, totally, totally new, where it's something that they can't compare it to anything. And, no. and that sense of, wait, you know, can I have the permission to actually say I'm struggling, or that I'm scared, or that I'm really angry? And, and I think that you're right, there is this idea of, no, you're supposed to just, you know, suck it up or be grateful. And yep. I think that's where Walk that whole spiritual bypass comes in about, and, and it's not grounded. It's not grounded to be able to work with the experience from the emotional level and an awareness level. Well, the only, the only awareness level is the masculine energy, mm. which is the do and feel yeah. nothing. You know, the feminine energy, I think, is, 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 is being repressed here, which is the very thing we talk about, that it's the feminine energy that we've got to get on site. 
you know, and bring that up in both men and women. Um, yet it's the masculine energy, the don't feel energy, soldier on, walk it off, man up, carry on. You know, it's like, what's, what's a few million people, you know? Yeah, that's a very uh, good point because I think that that again is bringing a heightened awareness to see that how we are so entrenched in this familiar yet unhealthy pattern of male energy around the doing and the taskmaster and the drivers that are within us around achieving. And, you know, you know, exactly what you said, push forward, stop, forget about stopping to receive or forget about stopping to connect with nature from a very real sense, a connected sense. Real men don't do that. Right. So, so I think that it's it's allowing us to go, okay, this also is here and it has to change, which is why I think a lot of people are very uncomfortable. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, what, you know, we have uh, to our lovely neighbors uh, in the, from the south of us, uh, this, you know, overly testosterone alpha male um, who's just full of shit. That's all I can say. I'm sorry. Um, I think people are beginning to finally realize it. Uh, who's just exonerating. He just... He, he's our visual of what that looks like that everybody's doing, but on the inside. Yes, yes. And, and you know? also it's very, it's, it's also Here. to me the, the, uh, the image of the unconscious self without mm-hmm. awareness where it's incredibly ego identified, very self identified in terms of attaching to image. And really it's just unconscious. I mean, we can have lots of labels, but Ultimately, it's someone who, who is lacking conscious, un- consciousness, and that is a mirror for ourselves to say, okay, where am I too lacking? Where am I you know, holding back in terms of my own level of awareness or becoming more consciousness? Because this becomingness or this rebirth or however you want to call it, I think is, there's, so many, there's so much potential around being able to balance the masculine with the feminine and even the ambiguity around the virus. And now the ambiguity of messages around what's safe, what isn't safe. This creates this confusion, but it also again allows us to turn our efforts or at least our attention to say, wait a minute, I need to trust what I'm feeling and what makes sense for me with Mm. awareness, of course, but actually going when there's lots of mixed messages Oh, tons of mixed you know, messages. This is, this is, again, destabilizing. So it's forcing us to turn to ourselves and say, how do we become stable inside mm. so that we can actually make a decision or a choice of how we want to respond? Well, I think, too, because everybody else around us is being indecisive. So it's not like I can say, well, I think I'll go and march over in this parade or in this parade. You know, it's like everyone is, you know, today is one thing and tomorrow is the next and that in itself is destabilizing, you know, yes. uh, for people who, who are followers, for sure, you know, and there are lots of followers. That's that's totally cool. Not everyone needs to, you know, uh, strike up the band and lead on. Um, right. But the, you know, there are those that are very comfortable just going along and following what whatever is going on. But they, they're not finding anybody either. Yeah. You know, yeah. But if there is, the odd person is so extreme, that's just like, they don't want to go there. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, no. and it is interesting to, to notice the extremes and, and to get a sense of, you know, people are needing to be quiet still on themselves. And I think that the, the sense of impatience of, of getting back to this new normal, whatever that is, because there's so much protocol and around personal protection and all these things that to, to uh, bring into various businesses and, and clinics, things like this, that that, oh, that yeah. in itself is more stress. It's incredible amount of stress, and it heightens the fear energy again. Well, we're going to reopen the clinic tomorrow. So I've worked all weekends, you know, scrubbing and cleaning and, you know, the whole thing to, to try and match the protocols that are required in order for us to do one-on-one counseling. No school, right. just counseling, you know, right. six feet apart and set up and sterilized and, you know, on and on and on. It's, it's just yeah, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I bet you are. I bet you are. It's a ton of work, and I know that it's it's also this sense of urgency. The clients that I have, there's they're not in any rush to go back in person right now. And I think that you know it depends on things like if they're minor surgeries or people that are waiting. That that this can mm. be very very stressful. The wait, and the other part yeah. that I think is really being um, ignored. It goes back to around 
The facts around immunity and that biological terrain makes a massive difference. The inner immunity makes a massive difference in terms of, you know, if somebody does get sick, which they can, looks like what, 70% will, that we will get this virus at some Eventually, point, yep. then, then at least how do you have a, a good fighting chance in, that your body will fight this? But the biological terrain is huge and that's not being talked about. No, no. I mean, I know I'm, you know, sitting in one of those danger zones being, being male over 20. Uh, <laughs> all right, 30. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got, you know, a double whammy happening for me. And it's just like, well, three whammies, actually. And it's just like, wow, you know. But I'm also not going to sit here. I mean, I, I wear my mask if I take the subway and I wear gloves and, and so on. And even now they're saying we're not even sure this does anything. Well, and this is what I mean it's about like, the ambiguity. Now you tell me. <laughs> well, this is this is why when people don't aren't informed about what viruses are like and the fact that they live on fomites and the fact that they can mutate, this if people oh, could yeah. see how much bacteria and viruses were around us, I think they would freak out. But it's totally. part of the terrain. It's part of being alive. It's part of being human. You know, it's it's just we have symbiotic it. relationships with some of these little critters. We do. Yes, we, we do, need. Them. We need to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the the classic is you know if you go on an antibiotic uh, for a bacteria infection, not a viral infection, uh, that you know your your gut's going to get into a lot of trouble because it's going to kill off all the good stuff, the flora and the fauna that we we need to have. You know, exactly. uh, so you know people saying, well, I just need this antibiotic is like, well, no, you don't because you're going to kill all the good stuff. Well, and if you do need antibiotics, great, but make sure yes. to replenish, right? Because sometimes a conventional, the merging of conventional and, you know, more plant medicine based and more natural medicines needs to come together. It needs oh, yeah. to happen. It absolutely has to. There's a lot of things need to happen. Yeah. And we need to take a break. That's what needs to happen. Okay. okay. <laughs> so hold that thought and we will be back on the other side of these commercials. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering. And we're back. And this is Things Worth Considering. Uh, Alexia and Gord are here. And we're talking about the future uh, when this pandemic supposedly will go away, I say supposedly because I don't believe a thing. Uh, <laughs> but there's, there's, um, if we, you know, talk about the cost of the pandemic now in terms of government handouts, and, and that's worldwide. You know, I know a lot of governments are are trying to take care of its citizens, but at the same time, um, you know, we're we're going to come out of this and be allowed to go out and play <laughs> out of our houses more, you know, longer than an hour a day, uh, go to work, and we're going to have a whole lot of things have changed for us. 
you know. Yes, a home. And and I think that, you know, this being shut down is very dangerous because I think one of the things we're going to to have, in fact, CAMH referred to it as, uh, CAMH being the the Center for Addictions in in Mental Health, uh, uh, one of Canada's top research facilities, uh, as well as treatment centers, um, said that we're, we're going to have an echo, an echo pandemic hmm. in mental health, hmm. you know, right. that if we're, if we do not stay on top of this and, and keep this out there, that people who are staying shut down and, and in silence about all of this is, you know, going to have a lot of difficulties. Yeah. I, and I think that that you're right. The, the whole cost of this, when we look at the, immediacy around the hype because again it was something unknown there was fear around this being so virulent so contagious and then now as there's a sense of more people recovering and of course many that have died right but it's also flu season and I know it's totally different but it's also this is the nature of what happens in our seasons that that the cost of you know all those businesses that have had to shut down because it was such a, a, a force where it just was like Boom, you just stop. And that the grief that comes up for that, the uh, loss in terms of not only business and money, but also I think relationships and the feelings of connection mm-hmm. and for this idea of community where so many things that we spoke about previously around weddings, funerals, uh, various services, rituals that typically people are together. It's community that, building. It is community. And it's thing. been... Yeah. It's a very difficult thing to, when people go back, I think, like I know a number of people who are still quite scared and, and they're afraid because they're not, they're just still caught up in their own shock. And so they're not able to actually settle within themselves to be able to say, wait a minute, what are the facts? What are the facts right now that I'm experiencing? And, and, and that is something that I think a lot of practitioners and especially with um, uh, therapists will be working with for sure. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, this was sudden, you know, sort of a sudden onset. We had a little bit of, you know, sense of uh, getting, you know, news from China or whatever. But then all of a sudden it was here. And all of a sudden it was like, boom, bang, you can't go to work. You shut down, you you know, uh, uh, scramble to do all of those things. And um, it is well within the area of being traumatized. It is well within the area of what's going to happen is, is PTSD. Yes, uh, yes, which is not a fun thing to have to have to live with or to work with. No, no, and, you know, and that's okay. I was just going to say, you know, it's a it's a, um, one of those things that I don't think people are recognizing that a lot of people do have PTSD. Yeah, I, I believe you, and I I believe that's true. I think that we're so used to again going back into that male energy pattern of you know seeing it and then not wanting to feel it and pushing through and just compartmentalizing or shoving it away. And then it's the aftershock because now it's like, oh, if there's a relaxed, it's there's an ability. It's like the let go reflex. It's like people yeah. who have migraines very often, the letdown reflex is they have a migraine on the weekends. Yes. So very often migraine sufferers will be like, oh, I'm good during the week because the distraction, the focus, the stress, and they're, they're not paying attention to what's really happening. And then when they get to the weekend, boom, they're just out for, for the two days with a terrible migraine. Right. Well, it's, it's, the, it's sort of the classic one of, you know, go, 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 go. And now it's your vacation. And, you know, by the beginning of day two, you are sick as a dog. Yeah. You know, you've got the flu, you got a cold, not just a cold. You have like a, yeah, a terrible, right, like right. Terrible, can't get out of bed. And it's like, you know, you say you didn't have time to get sick. And now your body knows that it does. <laughs> and it's going to slow you right down. So I, I think, I, yeah, and I think that this, this will, could happen with people. And then what I'm concerned about is the fear of getting sick because, you know, fear of getting a cold or fear of having the flu. And, and this fear is very dangerous. Oh, it's, 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 so it's dangerous. debilitatingly dangerous. Yes. yes. I mean, if you go, <coughs> it's like, right, it's not COVID, it's not COVID, <laughs> you know, you have to like say you've got a cough because you smoke too many cigarettes or something, you know, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think that part of the, you know, if we look at it from more of a, a spiritual uh, or existential or in terms of awakening an opportunity that when people are going through 
mental health, emotional, spiritual, it's all connected to me that, and I know to you as well, but it is going to require that there are different skill sets and the practitioners who are able to work with a person from a more spiritual perspective. I think are going to be key in helping people move forward. This is this isn't going to, you know, things that are just basically stuck in mind and and fact, and and will not be as healing, unless the spiritual component is brought in. In my opinion, I think that this is so massive for our our the whole humanity and our collective to really transform in, into a place where we are more aware and we are seeing. Wow, you know what? I'm getting five different things from different news stations. You know, they're saying this and this and this. And then, wait a minute, I've got to, I've got to stop and, and decide what resonates for me. How do I see this from a perspective? Still be responsible. But yes, ultimately, yes. instead of following, being able to recognize that I have the ability to learn, I have the ability to evolve, I have the ability to educate myself and actually be informed without it being, you know, the followers or without questioning, because I think it's very important we have curiosity and that we actually question rather than being labeled as, oh, there's, you know, conspiracy or you're not following the rules. And I think that being curious is very important. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is curious. Um, um, but, But there's also so many, so many levels of experts involved here. We've got the actual, you know, medical you know, the virologists, then we have the psychologists, then we have and the, and the psychiatrists and the psychotherapists, then we've got the nursing, and the, they probably know more than anybody. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, who do you believe? And, and um, I, I don't know, I, I, I agree about the spiritual piece completely. The one, the one phrase that, you know, I keep hearing over and over again, and it's really pissing me off, is we're all in this together. Oh, yeah. We're here for you. We're in this together to the end. It's like, screw off, dude. You know, (laughs) it's really, really pissing me off because (laughs) I'm in this train wreck. And you're telling me because I was a passenger on this damn train that now I don't get to sue somebody because you just screwed up my life. (laughs) Right? Well, yeah. That's what it feels like. But we're all in this together. Since you were on the train, then you're part of the train. Therefore... Well, yes and no, because someone, someone, I don't know who this person is, but I heard this quote saying, we're all in this together, but, you know, we're, we're, all in this, we're not on the same boat. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, might like, be out, we might be out on the water. No, because but. we can look at who's, there's a lot of benefit that's happening, as we know. A lot yes. of financial institutions are benefiting. Pharma, you know, huge. Not that I'm against pharma by any means, but it's also yep. looking at recognizing, wait a minute, what, what, how do we need to balance? But this part that you're saying around, you know, wait a minute, I want to blame someone. This is not okay. This is coming from, again, a very unconscious place rather than being able to have agency over your own sense of wisdom. Right, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I'm using that, I mean, as, you know, sort of the, the train wreck idea, okay? But, <clears throat> I mean, you know, the fact is there. There, there really is, you, we can't blame anyone. We're dealing with a virus here. You know, I have a cell, <laughs> you know, We're, until yeah. it can, like, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's like half a living creature until it can find the, the other right. half of its right. mitochondria and, and DNA uh, or to create the DNA. But um, I think that, that um, you know, to suddenly be, be shut down your business, the borders are closed. You can't take off for another country or, you know, get somewhere. Uh, it was just bang, boom, 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 boom. And basically what I'm trying to do is to, to, to get at the anger that I know is out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and rightly so, you know. Um, that that has, has hurt us enormously um, in terms of the financial. And that's where, so mental health, well, sure, we're going to have mental health because most people are going to come out of this owing a lot of money. I know. And it's, it's, it is so upsetting because when there is such a discrepancy, as we know, in the world, yes. that and now it's burying people in debt, little mom and pop shops, small businesses, small business owners who don't qualify for certain relief funding, for example. Right. Um, and they're kind of in this middle ground and then they also have to pull the plug. And then, 
this part around being angry is bringing to a head this sense of injustice. And right. again, what we're valuing, why are, we've created this on some level. And even reflecting, going back to your part around, yes, conventional medicine, there, you know, as, as beneficial as it is, it's also very, you know, um, divisive where it's like there's separation from the whole. There's there's always a sense of, you know, there's there's the certain specialists which are needed for sure, but in terms of working as an as an integration as a whole, w- the whole being when someone has, you know, a shoulder issue, it's not just the shoulder, their whole body is impacted, right? It's like when someone has a mental health issue or emotional health issue, the physicality is impacted. Absolutely. Their sense of, so so this is also the spiritual is impacted. Yes. And it's yes. bringing to a head that seed we talked about this before and of course you've heard me say this before around sick care doesn't work. It's a system that right. does not work. And this is basically putting a flashlight on it and saying this system that we have created that has been in place who has it ultimately served and how do we now balance it so that we can still of course we need conventional medicine but we also need to bring in preventative medicine and medicine that is holistic and spirituality that's going to help people heal absolutely absolutely you know the the um um the probability of that though just I, I don't know. It seems to just like go down the drain in many ways right now. Oh, uh, I hope not. I hope. Well, not. I, I mean, I, I agree with you, but I think that you know, as I was, you know, sort of looking at uh, you know some of the stuff around today's show that uh, the you know putting people's uh, uh, companies on the edge. Uh, some have decided they're just not going to reopen. Yeah. You know, like they're not going to go into any further debt, or they're not going to debt. Uh, it obviously proved to us how poor we were at having a rainy day fund because um, <laughs> it not only rained, it's been pouring for like weeks now. Uh, we're soon going to have to, you know, get Noah out here uh, um, to, to build an ark or something to get us out. Uh, you know, it, it came it came on, you know, sort of the tail end of when most people probably were still carrying, you know, uh, the holiday debt from Christmas and so on, you know, right in, in the middle of winter. Um you know, a lot of um, a lot of marriages are not going to do very well. Nope. So you're going to see uh, sort of a, an affluence amongst the divorce lawyers that yes. uh, you know who are going to handle all of these because you know uh, being with somebody, being married to somebody, and going to work takes a long time for you to realize you really don't like the person. But yeah. you know, throw them in you know ten weeks in your house, and you don't get to go anywhere except what were we allowed shopping once a week or something like that. Right. Yeah, uh, in, in a doctor's appointment if you needed one. Uh, good luck yeah. at getting it. Um, but for the most part, yeah, there's well, your partner, there's your kids. Welcome to your life, and I hate it, right? You know? Well, and that's why, and it's so good that you're mentioning this because I do think people that are in this situation are feeling probably very conflicted about being able to share it and and oh, have yeah. a sense of, oh, you know what? I, I love this person, but I see that we're not, meant to be together or something that's come up and our values went in opposite directions exactly so so many little pieces that are popping through and and you know getting a sense of okay we were we've all been forced to face ourselves there are lots of people who've been very busy with work and overwhelmed and those people might get burnt out and the healthcare workers for example that are getting burnt out and overwhelmed absolutely now who's going to catch them right Right, yeah. right, because a lot of mental health workers are have been, you know, sort of reticent about jumping up to the plate in order to catch, you know, the front line as it yeah. sort of falls. They're like they're like second line in, you know, military. When that, that front line falls back, this that next line's got to come forward, exactly. and they're not coming. Exactly. Yeah, and and one, one thing, too, that I learned, which I thought was very interesting, that I didn't know this, but home economics was actually, and when it was way back in schools, I know for me, it was all about the boys do shop and the girls That's go right. That's aprons. right. That's but home economics was originally to learn about money. Really? Why was that taken out of the schools? Because what is economics? It's to learn how to budget, how to work with money, how to understand it. And I'm very curious as to why that was taken out of our school systems. Because imagine if we grew up learning what money meant and how to work with it. Exactly. Very different. People would not be in massive debts. They would not. There's a building. There's a building uh, at the University of Toronto. It's it's very visible across from the Royal uh, Museum, uh, the ROM. 
Uh, and, and it's, it's a big old building. It's on uh, South of Bloor on Avenue road. And it says home economics building. Oh, it's really? The University of Toronto. Yes. It's right there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, you're over in that area. It's just kind of fun to see because we were not allowed to take home map. We had to take shop. Right. I still have the ashtray I made. <laughs> that's funny. That just said that my time was up. So <laughs> that's very funny. That was. Um, yes, if you want to see the Home Economics Building, it's right over there. So on that note, everybody else, go see the Home Economics Building at Avenue Road in Bloor if you're in Toronto. And we will be back in two minutes. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Yonge Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back to Things Worth Considering. And we are talking about the uh, high expense and cost on so many levels of the... uh, pandemic that we're living through right now. Um, you know, a lot of people really are, I, I think they're numbed out, they're in shock. Um, you know, but I also, you know, I, I also, when I, I hear this, you know, we're all in this together from our elected officials, you know, they have not gone without a paycheck. Right. There has been no work interruption. And you can be assured that they earn very good money. And there, and there's a, a reason for that. And that was to make sure that, you know, good, solid business people or whatever were attracted into the government services. So they have to be paid equally. I understand that. But not right now, I don't understand that. No, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't really right. understand it because I, I believe that most people really do work hard. I think the issue is, you know, where we place value in terms of who gets paid more. But I, I really believe that it's unfortunate that there is this uh, sense of, you know, valuing as a collective things like, oh, the entertainment industry or, you know, um, athletes. And sure, they can be very inspirational and be motivational and it's wonderful. I'm, I support sport and athletics and arts and all of it. But yeah, also with but. the government, it is, you're right, it's easy to say, yeah, we're in this together and we're here with you. And it's like, no, there's people who have do not have a safe home. They do not have enough food or money. They're yeah, living in a like basement right or something that is, you know, horrific. Yep. And it's not the same. We've seen a huge, huge rise in street, um, uh, you know, uh, people living on the street right now. Is that Thank right? God it's not minus 20 out, yeah. you know, that we're, we're finally into double-digit positive numbers, you know. Um, it's, uh, it's really tragic, you know, and that's in Celsius, of course. Um, uh, I've never seen so many people on the street. They are actually pitching, pitching in the in the uh, the parks and so on. They're pitching tents. I don't know what the phenomena is around this completely. Where where the hell they come from? That's a very good question. I did notice that actually the other day that there were more tents out. Yeah, we, two people I, died. Two people died in one of these oh, little tent villages oh. that burned down. Oh no! You know, and they died uh, early, earlier in the week. You know, yeah. um, but they're, they're just 
I don't know. I mean, the shelters are closed. There's something, but it's putting all these people actually out on the street. And, um, you know, the people who are getting the continuous paycheck here are, are, are they, are we not doing some planning that would have seen this coming along, you know, and that would have been seen on so many levels from, you know, from public housing and, and sheltering with the social services through the, through the medicine. Um, you know, and the, the, even our traveling nurses, I mean, they would have seen all of that. Yeah. You know, so from the time, you know, who declared this, you know, who WHO World Health Organization, as opposed to who's on first, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're older than you remember that, um, you know, then, you know, and, and pumping money into businesses that are about to go bankrupt or shut down permanently. You know, you had parents with kids, mortgages, car loans. Um, and probably credit card debts. Oh, yeah. We, we know statistically that we are as maxed out as we've ever been in our life. Right. In, our, in, in the history of, of taking uh, debt, you know, debt uh, uh, consolidation is massive, you know. It is, it is and, it, and it goes back to, I think, that sense of what you were saying earlier around, you know, feeling like you want to blame or feeling like not you directly, but feeling no, a I sense of, of blame. Okay. <laughs> Today, but, I do. but but hopefully this will push people, or at least help them. The systems I think that need to be in place is let's learn about finances and learn what it means to carry debt because this could happen again, and hopefully there will be you know, it'll be enough of a jolt that it's like, oh, I did not pay attention to my finance. I didn't learn how to budget. And again, we can take it back down to, you know, how we grew up, but also again, the whole idea of in school, why aren't we learning about money? Why aren't we learning about budget? And why aren't we learning about immunity or things like this? Instead of being, being, feeling like, oh, you have to be afraid of this organism outside of yourself. And I think that within reason, yes, but it's very important that, Everyone realizes that they have this capacity. And that to me is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a terrible shame that people that are homeless are pitching these tents and, that, and if they're dying from a fire or whatever that's happening. Because mm-hmm. you're right, we're not on, in it all together. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. No, there's absolutely, there's absolutely no way, you know. So my concern is, one, this, this, it's, the, the line should not even be being used as far as I'm concerned. But they're going to begin to slowly come out of this and, you know, if they've been numbed out, which I think a lot of people have been, or in some level of PTSD, uh, those feelings are going to come out, yeah. you know, and, and uh, you know, Canadi- Canadians are so polite, you know, it's like, how do you get a Canadian to say, I'm sorry, you stand on their foot, you know, <laughs> it's like, and we'll say, we're sorry, um, you know, uh, we're terribly polite. However, I'm beginning to see a breakdown in that politeness. I've been noticing over the last couple of years or three years or or so on that, you know, what had been a quote unquote tolerant society was becoming very intolerant. Racism was beginning to raise its head. It certainly raised its head quite nicely right now. Um, yeah, with the definitely, whole, definitely yeah. with the with the people that are being most impacted, the minorities, and showing showing the socioeconomic um, status change and discrepancy. Massive. And and you know the word tolerance, Gord. I can't stand that word because tolerance to me means me. it means uh, <laughs> you me, know what you're here. Me. I'll just I'll just you know I will tolerate you. Yes. It's such an arrogant position. In rather than it's not acceptance, it's not acceptance that I, I accept that you're here. It's basically, ah, you know what, I'll put up with you, which, which I just feel is again something it's an that, insult. It is, it is an insult. I agree with but, you. But going back to your, you know, people thawing or numbing out, and I think, yes, people didn't know what to do where it was, I'm just going to dive into Netflix or binge watch, whatever. And it's yeah. not a bad thing. It's just that that does calibrate differently in the physiology and in terms of our brain waves, in terms of our immunology, all of it, it has an impact because it's a vibration. Well, or lack of, it's frozen. Yeah, frozen. Exactly. Frozen is, is frozen. worse almost. Yeah, it's a three Fs, fight, flight, freeze. Yes, yes. You know? and, and an awful lot of people are in the freeze mode. Uh, I actually, believe it or not, last, last evening, no, the evening before, I actually watched Netflix for the first time in four years. I sat and watched a full hour show. Wow. Because uh, I don't watch TV. 
And it was like, I, yeah, I just canceled. And then I was so antsy, I had to go up and I built a house afterwards. <laughs> yes. Like, wow. Yes, yeah. it's a, it, that's a really good. I, could just <laughs> I mean, it's a good news, bad news. <laughs> yeah, it's it does create this revving, right? And it's it it really you know it does disconnect us from ourselves, and it doesn't allow the creative mind to come through, and it's a, a very different experience. And I think that that also you know from people unplugging. And going back into the unknown right. and these new rules in place. You didn't ask me what I watched, though. Oh, I didn't. What did the you watch? The entire documentary on, <laughs> on the coronavirus. Oh, you did. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It, has to, it probably has to be changed because, again, the coronavirus keeps changing, right? Well, totally, totally. And it was just sort of like, you know, mapping the whole thing out and why yeah. it's so difficult to come up with with uh, the coronavirus specifically. So I thought, no, I better put that piece in here that, you know, I wasn't sitting watching The Crown or something like that. <laughs> How much I've heard is I'm supposed to watch something. Well, the, the, <laughs> the fact that, that you wanted to build a house afterwards, I wonder if it was just from, you know, watching that particular program. But there there are some great programs available for sure that can be very um, healing yeah. and very inspiring. But I, again, it goes back to the relationship and we're, we've become so used to the dullness of the routine and the structure. And I think that having more flexibility for many people is a real gift because they can be at home. They can have more balance in themselves instead of just going into the robotic nature of showing up at work, you know, working this eight to five and, you know, exercising at a particular time. And we needed, we need this to be, we needed to be shaken up a little bit. We really did. Well, I mean, I think that that part is, is theoretically true. But the problem with it is people are getting up when they feel like it. They have absolutely no structure. They feel like they're getting nothing done. They go to bed when they feel like it. They eat when they feel like Like, you know, one of the things about the human mind is it does really, really well. We're really sharp. We're bright. We're creative when we have a routine. I agree. I absolutely agree. And but I also know. In the morning. No, no. But I just proved that. <laughs> Finally, yeah. you know, you, a nighthawk is totally acceptable. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And, and, but I think that, like, I know lots of people that, yes, there's been an adjustment, and not every day is consistent yet. But the familiarity of, of appreciating, wow, this is really nice to have dinner together every night, or this is really great to be able to see my children or spend some time with them. And you're right, there, there's been that challenge around, oh, do I need to shower today? Or suddenly, right. what, what day is it? Or it's like, you know, yes. every day is, the, is a day that, you know, it doesn't really matter. And it's, it's almost like time doesn't exist. It, time is a construct. So I feel like all of these lessons that are coming up and it is an overload because it's very different for our nervous system to make sense of which is why we can't really go through analysis we have to go through the experience and be able to use things like meditation earthing being in nature grounding having connection and letting ourselves feel our bodies again yeah, well, I think that, you know, the, the, the one, you know, well, in terms of a big category of redemption is there for us is, is having spiritual practices. Doesn't matter what they are, Definitely. you know, as long as they're not self-harming in any way or harm other people. Uh, but that whether it's meditation, whether it's prayer, whether it's going to church, whether it's going to a synagogue, it doesn't matter. It's all, you know, it's all the same when it comes down to your soul, your spirit, you know, my body, yours, you know, whatever. Uh, that's where it's going to have to meet. Yes, you know? yes. And I, I think that, you know, going to the doctor and saying you feel depressed is, is about as useless as, I don't know, it's just useless. You know, right. it's, just yeah. not, it's not a believable well, thing. It's nothing, nothing's going to come of that. Right. And, and you're absolutely right, because a, a big bonus and benefit, I think, around spiritual practices of any sort is that generally speaking, and I'm generalizing, but it does develop an awareness of, again, that the emotions are not who we are. We have these feelings, we have these experiences, but when we over-identify with an emotion like depression, right. it becomes the label and it becomes the identity. And that's the danger where it's like, yeah. wait a minute, I could uh, the depression could be large in my life. It's not to negate people that suffer um, you know, terribly from this. But it's recognizing that there's still so many other parts. And that's where the spiritual approach, more holistic approach, 
I think is incredibly valuable and way more powerful in terms of healing. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, I, I did see a couple of, uh, of little vignettes through Facebook or whatever, uh, uh, and it was basically therapy with animals. Uh, mm. One of those was with horses, you know, and this yeah. girl who, who'd had depression for a lot of her life, and she, she was still pretty young, though, um, and she, she uh, was asked if she would, you know, take over a caretaking role of coming to the farm, you know, three or four times a week and taking care of this one particular horse. And, you know, the horse began to recognize her and, you know, and, and, and the horse itself was a rescue horse. You know, there was three of them that were rescued. And it was really quite touching. It was very moving. And she said that, you know, when she's, she's working with the horse, she doesn't feel depressed anymore, you know, and it's kind of like, that's one of the ways we get out of depression is yeah. to, you know, get our, well, Stop feeling sorry for ourselves and, yeah. and and get rid of the pity and turn it into some compassion for someone else. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that are in a lot worse shape than we are. Um, and, you know, if we can if we can lend a helping hand, it will actually, you know, it will be ben- very beneficial for us. I think it would be very beneficial. And that's really beautiful because animals are so healing. Nature's so healing. You know, sometimes when I hear people say that, oh, I got to get out of the city, it's like, well, yes and no, it's helpful. But the earth is the earth wherever you are. It's yes. still the earth, even if it's just one little square piece of land, right? Yep. But but it's understanding that, yes, we can work with these emotions in a way that is becomes very, very helpful, not only for ourselves, but also for whomever we're in that relationship with. Right. And that, that heals. That helps us heal. Oh, absolutely. I love getting all that dirt underneath my fingernails and sitting there at dinner at that night. night. <laughs> yeah, it's, I love gardening. I just love gardening. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you see what's sort of over here is just like a whole display, like just unbelievable plants That's and all beautiful. that kind of stuff. Uh, beautiful. You know, I just love growing, uh, growing plants and, and, uh, and orchids, saving orchids that people buy. Mm-hmm. They bloom when they get them home, and then they never do anything. So they give them to me. That's uh, fantastic. And make That's them bloom again. Part, you know. That's wonderful. Yeah, I love doing it. I love doing it. You know, and and I think that that's what you know. That's probably one of the saving graces that people are going to have to come to terms with themselves. Yeah. Is you know what what gives you satisfaction? Helping children, then help children. Teach children. Grow plants. Walk dogs. You know, it's, it's like nothing's wrong. No, you know? no. There's no judgment. The judgment is. To stay frozen. The judgment is to stay frozen. And also the other part is around, you know, realizing that whatever stability we're searching for is not outside of ourselves. It's inside. And that's where the spiritual practices come into play and connection to life in whatever form it is. Bringing it from the inside out rather than us grappling on the outside and trying to make it trickle inwards. Exactly. It doesn't work that way. Exactly. We can't connect that way. We're at the end. Thank you, as always. Um, We're up. uh, Yeah, like everyone, just to remember that we're here every um, Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. on the Pacific side. And uh, hopefully we're giving you some things worth considering. And we'll be back next week. Bye now. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Things Worth Considering. Please join your host, Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.